Hello, AIM members. Thank you for tuning in to the Broker to Broker podcast. I'd like to give a big shout out to the sponsor of today's episode, AFR Wholesale, a 2020 sponsor of AIM. To learn more about them, email partnerships at aimgroup.com. Hey, welcome to Broker to Broker. This podcast is all about real talk from one broker to another. Each week, we'll be talking with an AIM member about their journey into the broker channel, their challenges, and unique insights. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Broker to Broker podcast. I am your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors, and this is sponsored by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. And today, my good friend who I just met, Arlicia Jones, right, of Elite Lending Solutions. Tell us, you're down in Florida, am I right? Yes, South Florida. Okay. All right, South, what, Coral Springs, am I right in saying that? Did I do yes. my homework? Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So tell us a little bit about how you got into, in, into the mortgage game. From what Julian was saying, we both have the same type of path. I've had my brokerage for uh, almost two years now, and we're looking to grow. But if you could, let us know how you got into mortgages, how long ago that was, and then take us on your journey until, until now. So I started mortgages, um, I think like three years ago. Okay. Um, cool. I was a licensed real estate agent. Um, okay. And prior to me starting mortgages, I had a client who was a really close friend of mine's. And um, we just had this terrible transaction with the mortgage broker. And I was like, you know what? I want to deliver A1 services to my clients all around. And I said, let me get my mortgage license because my husband does real estate as well. Cool. And so that's how it really started. You know, that's what made me step out and, and decide to do mortgages. And honestly, I'm so happy that situation happened because I feel like this is the side of the transaction that I'm meant to be on. Um, and so that was about three years ago. I was working. Um, I started out at one of the banks, um, left mm -hmm. there and went to the, worked underneath the, uh, an amazing brokerage. Um, and uh, April of last year, 2019, mm -hmm. I started my own uh, mortgage company. Cool. And, and then, so, well, let's step back, right? So you were in real estate. And then, so why do you like this side better? Um, you know, I was speaking with a real estate agent just the other day telling her like, I, I don't know if it's the fact that I think you build a better rapport with the buyer on this side, because you're so you're, you're into everything that they have, right? You have all their, their whole life is in front of you and mm -hmm. you really just get to know that person. They trust you because obviously they're allowing you to do this mortgage loan for them and, and to uh -huh. double in all of their, their income and assets and things like that. Uh -huh. And so I just enjoy like the relationship part, building that, the teaching part, really, you know, explaining the processes and things that take place on our side to a buyer. And I don't know, I, I think I'm just meant to be on this side <laughs> when we yeah, talk yeah. about this. I agree. I, I think from uh, from the outside looking in, someone that's not in our industry, they might think that the real estate agent, uh, and as they certainly could, of course, 
has the better relationship with the client, right? In a lot of cases, but I agree mm -hmm. with you. I mean, we're seeing everything that a real estate agent's not going to see a lot of times, and it does get more personal on this side. So if, if you're into that and forming the relationships, this is the side. I think you agree with that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk with the buyers a lot more doing a transaction than a real estate agent, you know, yeah. especially during that 30 day, 45 day period uh -huh. of that contract. You know, we're giving our weekly updates, our daily updates, uh -huh. you know, keeping everybody abreast. And I think you just, you, you almost become kind of like family with your clients. Uh -huh. At least I do. I can't say. Yeah, no, I agree. We're, we're the same type of way. Um, so about your, your company that, that you started back in April, right? Could you tell us um, how many employees you have? Like, how's this set up right now? So right now it's me and one other loan officer. Um, okay. I, I literally um, just kind of started even thinking about hiring I have two assistants um, just because my workload by myself is a lot um, to do. Um, and I'm looking to grow. I really wasn't thinking about growing prior to just maybe a couple months ago, just because I really wanted to set my business up where I felt like if I brought on someone that they would feel like they were in a good environment and I had processes and systems in place to mm -hmm. support them. Yeah. And, and no, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. We started ours, um, the end of 2018 really didn't, we didn't have our first deal until March of 19 and we're still in, in the growth mode. Like it took us some time because it sounds like you're a lot like me where you want things to be in place. You don't want to just throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. I don't. I hate that. <laughs> no, I mean, your name's on it. Like, exactly. Uh, I get it. I get it. I mean, our company's called the Hussy Team. Like, my name is literally on it. So, <laughs> like, I have to be careful, right? Um, and and you it's want not to, a common name. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and, then, and and you got to hire the the people that, that really respect your values and how you want it to be done. So, I get it. I think with you just starting uh, last year and, uh, and being just over a year in, I think uh, in my opinion, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, crazy rush it. I think you're on, on, on the path, if not earlier than, uh, than most people. Right. So I think, I think that's cool just from what I've seen and all the people I've talked to. I think that's great. Um, if we kind of shift to the next part, next spot here. And one thing you just mentioned, you, you mentioned about, uh, teaching, right? So, um, and teaching goes with advisory, right? We're mortgage advisors. And we put a lot of weight on that as well on our, our side. But could you touch a bit on that, on, on how you like to teach your clients and, and educate them on the, on the front end or during the process? Like what really gets you going that, that you like and what are some of the things that you do? Um, so, you know, I have two assistants and one of them kind of handles the beginning um, and then one kind of handles like that contract to close side. And one of the things that I definitely, you know, even informed them when I hired them that one of the things I always want to do is I always want to take on that initial call with my client where I let them know, you know, what it entails, uh, what, you know, what buying a home means, mm -hmm. you know, what are the things the bank is looking for, how to be a, a successful homeowner, I kind of, I say that all the time with all of my clients, you know, you want to be a successful homeowner. 
This is your home. This is going to be your mortgage. You're going to be responsible for it. Nobody else is going to pay for it. These are the things the bank is looking for. This is what you need to have in place. You know, kind of going over that income credit assets type of thing with the buyer and just informing them. And normally when I hang up a call with someone, um, if they're ready to go, if they're ready and they have those things in place, they're doing an application. Okay. You know, they, they, they fell in love with me, so to speak, and they're doing their app. And I always ask at the end of the call on that initial consultation, I call it, do you have any questions? And they're like, no, I think you answered everything. Cool. Um, and I just feel like I, I really just give a great detailed overview um, of the entire process on that initial call. And then one of the things that I always do is when a client gets a contract, we then talk about what you can expect now that you're on the contract. Hey, what is the next 30 to 45 days are going to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and we go over this, this detailed kind of broad overview of that process. And I like it to be over the phone. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen some things where people do videos and they're doing, you know, emails. And I don't know, it's something about that touch and something about being over the phone with them, allowing them to ask a question about something I may have said that, Maybe they didn't uh-huh. quite understand. Um, and so I take pride in, in doing that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We were just talking about that today where there's so many texts and emails going around. I mean, it's, it's crazy right now, right? And yeah. just to have that personalized, uh, whether it is a video, like we'll do a, a video, like just personalized right to the client, right? And then yeah, allow like the bomb bomb back. nowadays, right? They have yeah. those instant ones. Mm-hmm. But not fully automated, like specifically exactly. or picking up the phone. And people really appreciate that right now. Um, they really they want that. They want that uh, personal interaction because of all the technology out there. Um, they want it back. So, I mean, that's one of the big reasons I don't think a true advisors like, like us will ever go away because people want that human interaction, right? Um, so that's cool. That's great. That's great. So right right now obviously we're still in in that refi type boom but how many if you had to do a percentage how many of your clients are purchased how many are refi right now and how are you handling them differently i guess um i have a lot more refinances now okay. than i do purchases mm-hmm. um and with my refinances i i think you know in order to stay afloat and not to get overwhelmed, right? I just kind of, you know, made a little system of how I'm going to take on these clients. Mm -hmm. And it's a refinance, right? So we know what we need to do, right? We got, depending on the type of loan, we got to update our title, we got to update our insurance, Mm -hmm. got to collect docs, depending on what we're doing. If it's it's a streamline or a VA, we may not need to collect docs. And so I'm really big on having a system in place so I can keep my mental state well. Um, (laughs) I have three kids. And so I never want to be overwhelmed with what I do at work. Um, And so just having that system in place. So when a client calls me, you know, I can get them in. I, my application process is online. My, you know, my, um, how I communicate with the buyer I have as well as online too. Everything that I do is electronic as well, but I keep that personal touch in it. But yeah. I just have a system. So when they come in, they're looking to refinance. I already know the steps we're going to take. We get them in and get them out. And, you know, hopefully they're done in two or three weeks. And obviously the purchase side is different. That'll, that's just, that's going to remain the same. 
with how I do it um, with that personal touch that I give those buyers. And so I'm just continuing to do what I'm doing on that side as well so that I can continue to get my referrals, which is where 90% of all my business comes from. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question. Like, where do you get your referrals? And it looks like it's all from past uh, clients, friends, family. Um, be, I mean, and like I always say, if, you're, if your referrals are um, those type of referrals, you have to have the right personal touch and right advisory and right education things in, in place because they know you, they expect that from you, right? So exactly. I so always say, refer, yeah, yeah, referral business to me is the easiest because someone has already told someone how great you were. And all you have to do is just make sure you continue to deliver that service to that, to that person that was referred to you. Yeah. And so I strive for that, you know, like, you know, I, I ask for the, I ask for reviews when I, in my, um, my transaction with a client and I'm always, you know, asking for that referral back so that, um, it's, it's, it's easy. It's free, so to speak. Right doesn't mm -hmm. cost you anything um, if you just continue to do what you're doing. And I think it's the best way to, to build and grow yourself. Yeah, 100%. Now, what um, if we go in a bit deeper, right? So I did write down that you use a couple brokers or better uh, uh, network uh, vendors, let's say. So how's your system set up? Like, what's your front end? What's your, um, what's your point of sale? What's your, your LOS? Could you run through that quick as well? So I use Flowify, Shape as my CRM, and LendingPad. Okay. And they, um, they all talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I went through quite a few systems to find a system that talked to each other because that was one of my, oh. like, one of those hurdles you try to get over. And I've used a couple of CRMs. I've used... Um, probably every LOS system out there. Right. Um, and so I'm really pleased that my system now all talk to each other. Uh, app comes in through Fluify. It's then, um, it's imported into my lending pad system uh, along with my documents. Mm -hmm. And as I update lending pad, Shape sends out text messages and emails to my clients. And I feel like I have a great flow and not a lot of touches that I need to do updating several just different systems just to get um, my information across. Yeah, so let me ask you about that. So we have LendingPad. We also have um, Flowify, right? We, I believe we may have looked at Shape, and you like that. It all talks to each other, especially I, being like us, very personalized. You do like Shape, right? I absolutely love Shape. I, I love it. Um, I, I love, love, love it, so I can't say it enough. <laughs> Okay. All right. Good. 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 That was just a, a bit of a selfish question on my end. Uh, so yeah, because Flowify talks to LendingPad, and then yeah. LendingPad talks to Shape. It used to be the other way around, but I guess um, something happened internally, so okay. it was flipped around because it used to be Flowify spoke with Shape and Shape to LendingPad, but now it's the other end. But they all work together, nonetheless. Yeah. What, what, what's a, a an example of a text message that might go out in the process? Like how many text messages are going out during once someone's under contract? 
So like, those those major steps. So okay. the things that I talk about on that initial, like when we go on the contract, I go over, hey, we're going to order the appraisal. We're going to do our, our initial review for our initial underwriting approval. Um, we're going to order title. Those are my steps that are going out to the buyer to say, hey, we spoke about this. The title work was ordered. Hey, we spoke about this kind of appraisal was ordered. The appraisal's back. The title work's back. So they'll get a text message and an email um, letting them know that those steps that I spoke about on the phone with them have now taken place. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. No, that, that's good. I mean, again, selfishly, I'm asking because we're putting different things into place as well. And we have two out of the three of what you have. So uh, again, after the fact, I might even hit you up to, to talk through it. Are you doing anything? Uh, I know you're 90% referral, but are you using like, like a lead pops or anything like that on the front end? Yeah, I just started using lead pops about 30 days ago, maybe okay. 45. Yeah, um, Andrew. Yep. And it's going good. I got, I think, a few clients. Um, I've done actually, I've done a few refis from them. Cool. So I'm um, I'm pleased with it so far. Um, I'm only doing like two states, nothing too major and not a lot of spend on it but i am pleased with what is taking place so far with them okay okay cool and that's something that as you grow you might use more right so kind of transitioning there right what what are the next steps for for your business i mean i see is right now mid-october going into uh december this is a great year to really start figuring out how you're going to come into next year really hot right um so what are your goals for the end till the end of this year? Is there anything else you're looking to put into place? And then really, are you looking to grow even more? I am looking to grow. I'm, I'm licensed in four states right now. I'm looking to add on more states. I'm looking to grow um, where I'm, you know, personally doing more business myself. And I'm looking to, to add on additional loan officers. Mm -hmm. um, I am, you know, a producing and working broker myself. And so I like what I do. I don't want to stop doing what I do. Mm -mm. And so right now I'm just trying to get myself in a place where I can continue to scale my personal business. Like the, the loans that come to our Alicia Jones, not necessarily mm -hmm. the business as a whole and continue to grow that and grow a team um that works cohesively with me to continue to grow and so you know i, I flip back and forth sometimes with well, do i want to add on other loan officers or do i just want to grow you know myself and just have a team of assistants that assist me in doing it and so i kind of flip back and forth with that thinking about what i what i can do and what i want to do and what will be easiest to do so um right now i'm just adding on my states um it's so crazy because i add on my states and i think shoot i'm not gonna you know i don't know anybody over there i won't be able to do business and like i'm licensed in texas and i'm licensed in georgia and you know this month georgia i have more deals in georgia going than i do um on the ninth day of october than i do in florida and that's wow. where i'm located so wow. um, it just depends you know one of the things that has really assisted me in growing organic business too is social media um just putting myself out there um and and, and being online 
I know consistency is the key. So um, that's one of the things I gotta, I'm learning as well. You know, this is a learning, a learning curve. I'm constantly learning um, every day, every week. I was listening to the, the replay of AIM before we got on our call. Uh, yeah, so, you know, just trying to grow and be a great broker um, and continue to learn. Yeah, you still haven't accepted my friend request, by the way. It's been two days, Arlicia. You know what? Let me tell you, JP. <laughs> I see it says cancel request. I can cancel it right now. Don't cancel. Let me let me do it right now. Listen, okay. I get so many first. friend requests. And like I didn't know. Um, I was like, how do I know JP? Let me respond right now. Look, we are Thank friends. You. We are officially well. friends. Thank God. Okay, good. All right, we're good there. All right, sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, social media has been uh, big for us uh, over the past, you know, six years or so. When I kind of, I, I remember, not to keep talking about me, but I was like, I hate like calling realtors. You know, this is like six years ago. I'm like, I can't do it. I don't feel, don't feel right. I'm like, I'm going all in with social media. I'm just going to show people who I am and we're going to go more direct to the consumer. And hey, if you know, realtors want to work with us, great. And we've kind of figured out how to get the client first, right? Instead of them having to be referred. So, I mean, whatever you're doing, like you said, the big word you said was consistency, right? That's all it is. And then That's you'll it. continue to blow up, no doubt. And just be yourself, right? I mean, people can, they can really smell out the fakeness, right? I already can tell you're real and authentic. So uh, whatever you're doing, keep on doing it, no doubt. Um, I noticed my social media though, I guess I don't, I, my social media, I get more realtors to uh -huh. reach out to me on social media than I crazy? do the, the clients. So um, I remember one day, uh, or I think it was either Monday or Tuesday this week, and this isn't nothing, but like I had a million dollars in contracts sent over to me from realtors just for me posting and I hadn't posted in a couple of, I hadn't really been consistent, mm -hmm. but like I think ending of last week and early next or early this week, I was kind of like posting consistently mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, you know, I can add that up. And all it took was me to make a Canva post and post it on social media. And I got three new contracts. So, mm -hmm. you know, consistency is key. Nice. And I think like you it's said, it's kind of the back end way. Yeah, showing people who you are and people just, you know, people like you. Uh -huh. I always say that people, 90%, you know, whether it's a good deal or not. I've had a client, JP, who had a rate that could have been, that was lower than the rate I offered him and still came back to use me. Right. So sometimes people just want to work with genuine people and they yeah. fall in love with you as a person, so. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's why I really like this side, uh, this channel as well. You can be who you are. You can grow who you want to, uh, how you want to grow without anyone really telling you who to be. And I mean, but let's face it though, pricing is key a lot of times, right? 90% so, of the time, 99% yeah. of the time, yeah. So to have kind of the best of all the worlds on this channel, I mean, that's why I'm here, you know? Uh, I mean, I would have been who I am anyway, what other side I was on, but this is the best spot to do it. So I think you're in the right spot, no doubt. Um, I have a few more questions because we've already been, man, almost almost 30 minutes. So um, how many kids did you say you had again? Three whole kids. All right. I have three as well. All right. So, <laughs> 
Um, I get it. So let's talk a little bit about you. You talked about you don't want to go crazy, your mental state, right? So work-life balance, like how is that? I mean, right now it's nuts, but what do you do to make sure you're spending the right amount of time on your business and, and your family? Because family's more important, let's be honest, right? So what do you it do to, to figure that out? And, you know, I didn't realize that until – I think this year, because the first year, you know, you open, you're just like, I want to make as much money as I can possibly make, right? I'm working all type of crazy hours. And so I just decided that I'm not going to do that. So prior to our call, as I was listening to my AIM replay, I was sending out my weekly, my end of the week is what I call them updates to all of my clients. I ended every email with enjoy your weekend because I won't answer my phone unless Unless it's urgent, and it really probably won't be urgent over the weekend because nobody's open. The bank's not open. No one's there. And so for the most part, I do not work or talk to clients on a Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. Now, I may have someone who works during the week, you know, those one-off things. I'm not saying I don't answer my phone, but majority of the time, I don't open my laptop on the weekend. I let that be for my kids. And then during the week... When I leave my office at six o'clock, I try to just let that be it. We're done. The bank's closed. We're done for the day. You know, sometimes we, we have these fires that they can wait till the next day. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world if we do it first thing in the morning. I'm not saying I do this 100% of the time, yeah. but 90% of the time, I just, I just shut it off. And I just, you just got to do it. Even if there's work to be done, you just got to do it. Uh, Otherwise, your kids are going to see you, you know. Um, And I remember like last year, my kid, my uh, my nine, my eight year old, she's probably seven then. She's like, mommy, you're always on your laptop. I'm like, oh, my God. It hurts, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, mommy got to work. You Uh know, but. At the same time, you're like, she's not going to always be seven or eight, mm-hmm. you know, and so you got to just do what you got to do. And yeah, it's a tough dynamic because you want to be with the kids, right? Yeah. But then you also do have to show them a good work ethic, right? Exactly. So it's a tough dynamic. So it's really when it when it comes down to it, it's all about balance, right? And That's what I say. I, and I agree. I've been shutting it down on the weekends, taking a call when I need to respond back. But But I mean, and that's the profession we chose. We get it. But I, but I think that's great, everything you said right there. And that's something I try to follow as well. So that's great. Um, all right, I have two more questions for you. So if you were, well, you are pretty new. You're, well, you've been in real estate, but three years in mortgages, right? Let's say you are brand new tomorrow or you were struggling to, to reinvent yourself in the industry because everything's changing, right? What's one or two things that you would tell that person? Now, I'm a little tough, and I think I'm a little tough just because of how I started. So if even if I had to start over, I would just tell, some, tell myself or someone, don't be afraid to just step out there and do it. Mm-hmm. This business is ever-changing. Even if you've been in it, you're still learning something new. So don't be afraid to, even if you feel like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing to still go and do it, whatever that it is, whether it's 
trying to get new business, whether it's learning new products, whether it's meeting with realtors, whether it's learning a new system, whatever your it is that you think you don't know that you need to know, just don't be afraid to step out there and do it. And that, that'll be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if I had to tell myself the same thing again, that's what I would say. You know, when I started out, I got my license and I worked at a brick and mortar bank and we had a training class and I was number one in my training class. Okay. And I just lived by that motto of the worst that can happen is I'll fail, but heck, what if I succeed? You know, so that's just my motto with everything. And that's how I started my business. That's how I started the brokerage. You know, I just did it, whatever that it was. I'm just not afraid to do it. That's awesome. Just whatever the it is, it doesn't matter what it is, do it. And, and I mean, especially in our industry, a lot of people from, again, from the outside looking in, they think, oh, we're having a great time. You know, this is especially with social media, right? Oh, we're just having a great time. We're doing this, but you don't learn the business. I mean, we've all probably had good mentors, but uh, you don't learn without just doing it. Right. That's true. There's, I, I, I was just thrown to the fire and just had to figure it out on my own. Me too. (laughs) JP, I was. (laughs) Right? I have no idea. I started one of the big banks and uh, yes, I had a couple good people, but they were loan officers. They were busy. So I just had to figure it out. And the the bank industry, I realized was totally, I did this training at one of the banks and when I went to the broker side, it was totally different. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, literally all you were, all I was then was just an application taker. You know, on this side, I got to actually know what the heck is going on. What are these guidelines? What are these rules? Yeah. You know, I got to read, you know, I actually have to know what's going on. So, um, and I was thrown to the wolves. The person I was under initially, they were busy, mm-hmm. you know, they were doing their thing and I couldn't all, I couldn't just ask, you know, every little question, Hey, what's this? I had to go do research and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had that mindset as well. And the one loan officer that does work with me, he has it as well too. And I think that's why he's a good fit, you know, even for the company because he's brand new. Mm-hmm. He owes a lot of deals being brand new. And I kind of had that spill with him as well. Don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to go talk to a, you know, potential client, you know, to refinance or purchase, you know, just get out there and do it to be successful in this business. Yeah, it's cool. So, so if you're going to go and let's say you, you are going to hire, I know you're still toying around with it in your head and I am too. If you're going to go hire another loan officer or two, would obviously it'd be nice to bring over a $50 million producer or whatever, but where are you going to look for them? Would you rather have someone brand new or would you rather have someone that's been in the industry for 10, 15 years and has a book of business? If you were going to, I mean, that's a, you know, that is, and, and I was thinking about that question as I was thinking about, you know, what I want to do, because to train someone, you know, that takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. and that'll take a lot of energy, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because when I started, to be honest with you, you know, my, the most recent broker I was with before I opened, he said to me, I don't offer training. He was in, the, he was in another part of the state and said, I don't offer training, so you got to just do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And I think I probably was like number one or, or close to number one in the company before I left. And so I think about that and I, you know, and that's how I operate. So I can take someone new if they have that hunger like me, but mm-hmm. if not, if they're, you know, 
if they want to be hand fed, I don't know if I want that type of person um, yes. right now as I grow, right? Not, you know, as I get place, things in place down the line, sure. But having someone you have to teach, it'll take a toll on me, especially since I'm producing myself. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, so it's all about that person's uh, work ethic and, and their personality, I'd say. I'm in the same boat as you. You don't just hire to hire, you know, I've seen it like what I what they used to say they in retail, let's say, right. A lot of times the, the recruiters or the managers would say, I'd rather have two, you know, $20 million producers that are cool, you know, than one $50 million, you know, total drama person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or something that doesn't work or feels entitled. Right. So I get it totally. No doubt. Um, last question that I always ask in the next three to five years. Now your husband's in real estate too, so you can go any way with this, but where do you see our industry going in the next three or five years? You can take that wherever you want, but where, where do you really see it going? Um, you know, I tell my clients this too. And anyone who asks, you know, we're in we're in real estate, right? Huh? You know that broad title of it, and it's it'll always be here. There'll always be a need for us, um, and I I and I say the professionals that fall underneath that umbrella of that, you know, of real estate, whether you know mortgages, real estate agents, title companies, appraisals, mm -hmm. um, surveyors. Everybody who falls underneath that bucket will always have a place in it. We just have to go with the times and whatever that need is at that moment. Right now, everybody and their mother is refinancing. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the swing of things that we're in, right? And so we know that we still have to keep up with our purchase business because that's what's going to be our bread and butter. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, real estate will always be here. Whatever the swing of things that we're in at that moment just make sure we we get in the groove of it, you know, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. We 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 follow the curve of wherever it takes us and we continue to be relevant during that time. You know, I don't know, you know, I don't know like in detail. I, I wish I had a glass ball or something that said, hey, this is what the market's sure. gonna look like, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's that's my that's my comment for that question. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and I think uh, people like yourself that again are, are teachers and educators and advisors first and do that then I mean people like us are going to be fine so there's there's not going to be any robot to to remove us right even though there's a ton of technology I've always said we the the true advisor uses the technology to make their lives easier so they can give more back to the consumer and the client and exactly. that everything better no doubt. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in it now. We're in technology now. You know, yeah. these lenders and they talk about how their technology is the best. But guess what? You still need that person there. And so we will continue. And we use technology in our business to make our business better. So we're not going anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. that's we're awesome. not going anywhere. No, we're not going anywhere. Arlicia, it was nice meeting you and speaking with you. If you need anything, hit me up, but it was a pleasure uh, speaking with you and I wish you everything but the best. 
you so much, JP. This was a pleasure as well. Thanks for listening to the Broker to Broker podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss a single episode. Head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker and subscribe on any platform where you listen to podcasts.